The Will Kane Show podcast is presented by Eno, the Capital One Assistant. What's in your wallet? Here's the plan this hour. Andy Benoit, who said Matthew Stafford is just flat out better than Russell Wilson. And the tape backs it up. Are you watching tape? You want to come on the show? You watching tape? You want to open that up? Because there's a lot of people taking shots at Andy Benoit. They're a killing. lot of people. They're killing him. Uh, we also have this guy versus that guy. Do you have some of the tease production of that, Bubba? That was a question, a yes or no question. Thank you. Uh, can you give me a little of that? Because we haven't done this in a little while, and Will wanted to do it again. Will Kane, the Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Here's a guy that helps you with your form at the gym. Perfect. Here's yes. That's perfect. So some debates about Cologne, all that. And the office could be returning to television. Has nothing to do with sports. Don't care. Love the show. I'm going to give you a list of potential coaching changes, guys that could be fired. You tell me if any of them are crazy, all right? And the craziest part would be to find my blue index card so that I have all the names. Cleveland. I'm telling you, if these are crazy, they yeah. should not be fired. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I want to, I want to put together the longest, it's the longest list that we can put together, not for effect. Okay. In sports talk, but just, I'm giving you all these, I don't want to leave anything out. All right. That a coach, okay. a potential list of coaches that could lose their jobs this offseason. Ready? All right. all right. All right. Hugh Jackson could be out in Cleveland, right? That's not crazy, even though they've said they're all in for another year. He could be out. Yeah. Okay. Pagano, Colts, out. Marvin Lewis, Cincinnati, it's already been reported that he wants out. Right. Okay. Uh, Harbaugh with Baltimore. I think it's crazy. You think it's crazy? It's crazy. It's crazy. When I read it before the season started, I went, that's crazy. And we're still talking about a team that's in the playoff hunt here, even though I just don't think they're any good. Offense has been a bit, you know, look, it's been a little bit better. But okay. Um, I would, I'd be willing to cross them off. Okay. The Giants have already made a change. Fox to Chicago. Yes. Peace. Um, Dirk Cutter, Tampa. I'm, I'm thinking so, yes. Okay. And then Arians, it would be more of a retirement as you move on. The roster feels like it's a bit of a mess. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. And that's without surprises. That's me crossing Harbaugh off. And that's me not asking about Bill O'Brien. Okay. Hold on, though. Hold on. Because you said, you stated that your goal was to make as big as list as possible because yep. we're looking at possibilities, yes. not even probabilities. Possibilities. Possibilities. Let me just ask you a few more names. Sure. Jack Del Rio? Possible. Yeah, it, possible. That's fine. I know this one will get you fired up. Todd Bowles? Should be coach of the year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can't you can't go into the year going, they're tanking, no vets, 0-16, Sam Darnold jerseys, and be as competitive as they've been and won a handful more games than anybody thought. And if you want to just tell me you want to go in a different direction, fine. But I don't want to hear that it's Todd Bowles' fault that the Jets weren't good this year. One more. Vance Joseph. That would surprise me. But they've been a big disappointment. But I think it's more a realization, as you've pointed out numerous times, the quarterback situation. And we've heard his name, by the way. We've heard his name. It's not pulling it out of left field to say he could be on. Is that a rumor that you feel good about? Or is that another talk show trying to have an even longer list? Well, you you said the whole thing was to put the list of possibilities on there. I think Vance Joseph is a possibility. I do. Okay, I just I had a regulator or governor on mine mm. where I just I don't know. But maybe Vance Joseph. You know what? So what are you up to? List, How many is that? Uh, we're at like nine, ten. Okay, and the turnover on average is about twenty-five to thirty percent of the league. Yeah, so we're talking six or seven. So we're not far off. And by the way, as you pointed out earlier, there's always a surprise or two. Somebody who's there not are. on that list. Usually one guy every year where you go, okay, I didn't see that coming. Could it be Bill O'Brien? 
By the way, tweet the show, 1-800-Flowers.com Twitter feed, at Rosillo Show. For all your last-minute gift needs, visit 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, when you order a dozen Merry Red Roses for only twenty nine ninety nine, you'll get another dozen absolutely free to order. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash ESPN. Bill O'Brien was asked about an article uh, that was up on CBS, I believe, Jason Lacanfora, who apparently has tiptoed in the Bill O'Brien run with the Texans is over before. Because uh, I went through it this morning. It's going back a couple years. At one point... Dude, two years ago, he's saying that he wanted the Terps job. Uh, last year, was saying he was going to be the first guy fired. They've had a bad season after the Sean Watson injury. O'Brien was asked about it. Wasn't super into it. No idea. Why do you think they happen? Well, I, I, neither do I. How much speculation has worked about I mean, all I'm worried about is this team, Mark. All I'm worried about is this team and this coaching staff. That's really all I really care about. But I'm not sure where they come from. I think probably the best thing to do would be to ask the person who wrote it. Wouldn't that be the smartest thing to do? To ask the person who wrote it where they get their info. <laughs> source. Well, why don't you, you know, what is a source? You know, well, what is your source? You know, it's, I don't know where those things come from. If Bill O'Brien is either fired or even less than that, on that list that you have written over there of the possibilities to be fired this year, somebody is committing malpractice. That dude has taken the Houston Texans to three straight nine and seven seasons, okay? With this kind of quarterback play. In 2014, he took a Ryan Fitzpatrick-led Houston Texans team to nine and seven. In 2015, he took Brian Hoyer and four starts by Ryan Mallett. Mallett was good, though. To nine and seven. In 2016, he took Brock Osweiler to nine and seven. And this year, they're four and ten, but they're in the same situation they have been in the past. They have no quarterback because of Deshaun Watson's injury. The difference is now they also have no defense. All those years they did have a defense to carry those teams. I just don't see how you fire a guy with that kind of quarterback play, put nine, seven seasons together for three straight years. I agree with you. I don't think he should be fired. It makes no sense. And the fact that you saw what you saw to Deshaun Watson and this offense when he was healthy, that's reason enough alone to keep him. And as you point out, his record before this year was overfight. So that we're not talking about somebody with some terrible kind of Cincinnati Bengals run of a record. I'm not even talking Marvin Lewis. I'm talking guys that get to keep their jobs forever. But, but if I were to go the other way with this, wouldn't my argument be, yeah, I know those QBs aren't that good, but if he's this offensive genius, how come all of them were terrible when they were with him? Have any of them been great without him? You could say Case Keenum was on that roster in like 2014. Patrick had that one weird Jets year, but even the Jets weren't super into it. Uh, Hoyer, I, I would Mallet. be afraid to fire him just from what I saw. You know, you're right. You're right. Look, you're right. We agree. But I've heard that before. It's weird how that happens. If you're a QB whisperer, then you should and, be able to turn anybody yeah. into and your Manning? QBs become mute. It, it's just, well, hey, I thought dudes, and you're like, are you serious, man? Like, look at the dudes we got here. Now the Brock thing, they go, well, wait a minute. What happened with Brock? You guys threw him all this money. Like, whose call was that? And then the, the coaches start to leak out. Well, I, I never really wanted him that much anyway. Um, well, and, 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 and look, a lot of this comes from the fact that reportedly O'Brien and Rick Smith, the GM in Houston, yes. don't get along. And I think that's where Ken Ford is getting his stuff. Cause I went back and read all of his stuff and it's like something's going on there and it keeps citing that, oh, Bill O'Brien, General manager, not on the same page, the whole deal. He even brought up, he goes, you know, with the handling of this concussion with Savage, not a good look for the franchise. You know what's a good look? is how Deshaun Watson looked. <laughs> and that would scare me if I didn't think I had a better option, if eight teams are firing guys and I'm not sure about, you can tell me Bill O'Brien's been a disappointment, all those things, but those games of Deshaun would be enough for me to be scared to move on from him. 
you know, look, I've made this argument a couple times on first take in regards to Marvin Lewis. It's, I think the mark of a good coach, clear, the mark of a great coach is performing better than your roster offers you. But a good coach will also just take a team whose roster is X and make that team X. And for example, with Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati, that team, that roster is pretty much what he's gotten out of it. Andy Dalton isn't an AFC championship game level quarterback that Marvin Lewis is underperforming with. And the Houston Texans as a roster are not better than what Bill O'Brien is getting out of them. And so if Bill O'Brien is fired, I would love for him to be hired by any team I was a fan of. How about that? And I, you know what the truth is? I think Marvin Lewis is going to get another job pretty quickly. I wouldn't have a pro- I haven't really even had a problem. Like I'm not doing Marvin Lewis jokes over here. If they're cool with yeah. it, and he, had, it just is staggering when you go. We're 15 years into this, and he hasn't won a playoff. It game. is the bad stat. It's the one stat. Like, like who- you have this debate, and somebody says that, and you're like, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> Rosillo show reminding you to watch all three hours of the show on ESPN News. It is one of my all time favorite television shows. I think it is the case for Will as well. We haven't talked about that. Oh, all right. Let's do it live. We'll do it live. Uh, and they may do something that we all hate. That's coming up next with Will Kane, Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in obvious news, Geico makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's obvious news from Geico. Because here's the headline. They're thinking about rebooting the American version, but they'd be doing it without Steve Carell, which is basically what they were doing at the end of it anyway. I liked it. I w- it wasn't appointment viewing for me. Or it went on so long that it ceased becoming appointment viewing for me. At some point, I remember being in, but it wasn't like I was the guy like, wow, last episode of The Office tonight, make sure I'm I'm there for that. Towards the end, I was kind of out on it. But in its peak, I can watch the episodes over and over and over again. Okay, but I want you to do this. On a 1 to 10 scale, I want you to place The American Office and the UK version of The Office. Well, that's what I think is unbelievable is that they pulled it off, is that in the beginning they were basically mimicking the the BBC version, and then they kind of found their own way. And that's really hard, and they developed a bunch of different characters. I mean, it's so hard to do to have that many interesting characters in a 30, ultimately like 20-minute show. So they found their way, and the BBC one's perfect. I mean, it's perfect because it's Ricky Gervais, and it's just awesome. But Michael Scott was great, too. The point of the whole thing is, though, I'll tell you the Van Pelt story first. Yeah. When I didn't know him... 
Who, Scott? Yeah, I mean, I knew who he was, but we weren't boys. So there was about a three-year run where we didn't know each other, and I was just working here. Okay. And somebody, he was sitting in the cafeteria. (laughs) He's going to hate that I'm doing this, but I don't care. And there was, you know, some younger people, and Scott was holding court with him a little bit. And, like, Scott's going to transition really well into the elder statesman here on campus. Right. And someone said to Scott, they were like, oh, do you watch The Office? He goes, oh. He goes, I just can't because the English version was just so perfect Mm. and I couldn't bring myself. And you just go, so wait a minute, dude. And I heard him say it and I did an internal eye roll. I'm like, the American one. You didn't know him at the time. Yeah. And the American one was great. The American one is great. That's like like B side Scott, right? Yeah. You're, oh, so, uh, right. You know, I was into Green Day, but yeah. Way before you ever heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Early stuff. Right. And we've talked about it with Scott. Scott knew I was, you know, he's fine with that. Um, but it, it kind of speaks to like something that happens in entertainment all the time. Like we would rather not come up with anything new. So even though most office fans go, why would you do this without Michael Scott? Like we just don't really want anything new, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the cynical version on the creative side, but on the business side, I can see it. It's like yes. I can take a complete and utter risk on something new with no proven track record, but my own subjective artistic eye. This is good. Or. I can go with an established brand that was a bona fide mega hit. And yeah, I might not have Steve Carell, but if I don't hit a home run, I'm at least getting a single or double out of this. Financially. Financially, from the business side. Suri, how often does this work? Well, for me personally, I never, but I think for the masses, you, you it think works. it's O forever? Like, no, I re- hate all, like the Baywatch remake, terrible. Ghostbusters uh, remake, terrible. Wait a minute. What were your expectations on the Baywatch remake? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it, and I refuse to watch any of this stuff. Like, I'm not well, going to do that's this. That's what I love. I, I, that slipped by me, and you didn't let that slip by, and it's 100% true. First of all, how highly rated did you put the first Baywatch? <laughs> well, we didn't need another one. Like, there, there's no, it's not necessary. I don't know. Man. I don't understand how, how people are like, it. man, can't wait to see that. Yeah, I would never see it. Like, the, the, the all-female Ghostbusters cast, you know? And I was like, I don't have any interest in Did this. You see it? And it's like sexist. You're like, no. Did you see it? No. Sexist. And now there's an Ocean's 8 and it's all women. And now if I don't say I'm all about it, I'm just, in 2014, I could have just said, I don't want to see that Ghostbusters. Who saw Ghostbusters? The reboot. Mike, Mike A. a. saw it? Did. I saw it. Were you on like medical leave or something? I was. I was on medical leave. <laughs> I burned my foot. <laughs> you burned you your burn- foot? Did you cook your foot? What do you I mean? Cooked you- my foot. No, you didn't. What no, happened to you? I, I had I had knee surgery. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. right. No, I was I was held up for for a few months. And How was it? Don't feel any social pressure. How it, was it? it? There was there was two or three good laughs, and that <laughs> that's that's as high social. as I can say it. Like I'm on Rotten Tomatoes, and if I don't say it's higher, then I'm just like I don't know. I saw the preview that go out. You know how many movies I see with dudes? I'm like out. All right, Transformers. Transformers. Did that work? That's I would some- say no. Well, the first, the first some one would tell you and wrong. a half maybe were okay, but now we're on like six and like, I can't believe we're still doing this. Like there's 19 Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, but Fast and Furious again, that's not a reboot, right? That's just a, con- we're just writing yeah, but this it's thing a brand out. that's proven and they're going to just keep riding it out, pound it till it's dead. Well, that's why I hated the idea of Far- Fargo's probably my favorite movie ever. And when I'd heard about the TV show, I go, absolutely not. And then you're like, Billy Bob Thornton's involved in this. And then you see it and you go, it worked. It worked, but it does feel like from a business standpoint that, again, we are getting actually as consumers what we want. We can pretend, oh, do something original. I think we're scared of original. 
I think we want to already feel like there's some connection, some other relationship. I did this rant at a film festival thing in Greenwich, and I made fun of the Sandler movies while his producer was in the audience, and I had no idea. And it was the worst, because I, when I said hi to him later, he kind of let me know, like, yeah, good luck with whatever you're doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing running shorts, and I have a place in Malibu. But you know, you're it's it's so hard it's so impossibly hard to create something new that establishes a brand that consumers recognize much less like is there versus... any kind of reboot rebranding of a thing that you like i, I think oh for forever is a little tough from our resident millennial and Saruti, like, but i expected that answer i didn't do maybe. fargo i haven't done limitless limitless is the i like the movie limitless with bradley cooper <laughs> in zt40 <laughs> take a pill and become genius i think i've even done the calculus like how many years of good do i have to but get to decline. I think I think you should say in your Twitter bio that Limitless is my favorite movie, just so people can get in your head a little bit more. Did you you're not watching like Limitless? Brother. Is it mockworthy? I thought it was okay. I like the concept. Did you see Take how quickly he wrote that book? He did. He banged out a novel pretty quickly. I don't even know if it was a novel or not. I'm, I'm just trying to think. There has to be something that we're leaving out. But for the most part, I'd imagine these companies more and more are going, wait, you're right. Office, if we can make some money on it. We Without know Michael Scott. Yeah. Does that mean everybody else is in, by the way? Wait a minute. What did you say? To tweet the show, com <laughs> inbox. Let okay. us know what we're missing. All right. At Rosillo Show. Okay. That was like a read from Saruti. Yeah. Wasn't it? It Bubba? was just easier to say it on air than in your ear. Yeah. I'm really trying to think of something over here. A reboot that I'm in on. Star Wars. Yeah. Everyone's afraid to say anything bad. <laughs> 30 for 30 podcast. I haven't seen it. (laughs) They've returned. These are stories you just have to hear to believe. Subscribe right now on the Listen tab of the ESPN app or Apple podcast brought to you by the City Double Cash Card. Our next guest says Russell Wilson is not the MVP and actually Matthew Stafford is better than him. It's ESPN Radio. Electricity charge inside Energy like the lightning strike Take one spark and I will ignite Never stopping, I won't stand by Now that Human Resources Director Ryan Lee has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, he's really on top of his game. He even has his own hype song. I'm the best beyond belief I got strength and got the speed Entire workforce Complete with different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. No, nobody catching up. They're not fast or strong enough. I got that electricity charging Take one spot again. I'm attracting and engaging the best people every step of the way. Never stopping, I won't stand by. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Never stopping, I won't stand by. Here's a guy, that contest coming up next, Cologne guy, hit on everyone guy, down for every cause guy. We haven't done it in a while. We'll want to do it last night. I had a bunch that I thought of, uh, and that's perfect. So let's do it. Let's have a little fun here on Tuesday with Will Kane, the Rosilla Show on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Also, Dave McMiniman on the Cavs. Kind of just get their mindset. Check in with Dave because I saw him out last week, and he goes, hey, you lost my number. And I go, you know what's it's funny about this job sometimes? It's not malicious. You just sometimes forget to call guys that you've had on a bunch. There was not a there wasn't a, a vote no for Dave thing behind the scenes. So let's get him back on the show. Joining us now, somebody we love talking football with from the MMQB on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Get instant gold status at Shell. Join the Fuel Rewards program now at fuelrewards.com slash gold. It is Andy Benoit. 
Andy, it feels like more and more people have hated you since you started <laughs> doing this show. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah. Do I blame you guys for that? Uh, is there is there yeah, by the a way bit. a tie at all? I mean, it's not not really when you start doing the show. What are you doing? No, I, well, the thing is, is I don't remember anybody like going at you the way I feel like other people are kind of going at you. And I remember, like I was telling guys earlier today, I go, I read the Sports Illustrated preview stuff. I'm like, man, why is it I agree with Andy on everything? This one I may have a tougher time because I feel like Russell Wilson became an acquired taste for me. And then I watch him and I go, man, in the beginning, sure, he wasn't doing as much. But you seem to think, and I'm just, I don't want to put this in, in any words other than your own, but what has been the Russell Wilson comp or ranking that has people so upset with you that you said recently? Well, I in an article I wrote that Matthew I would take Matthew Stafford over Russell Wilson, and that's it was kind of an aside to tee up the conversation, but that's what everyone latched onto, and I was baffled at how many people thought that was utterly ridiculous. And I mean, you know, they're two very different types of players, and Matthew Stafford extends plays from the pocket. He can make every throw. He's got the best arm in the league, other than Aaron Rodgers. And Russell Wilson's a little more Sandlot. And so when you say you like Stafford over Wilson, you're talking about a preference for style of play. I mean, if we, if we go by their statistics, they're about even this year. They're both eight and six. Neither has a running game. Their defenses have been a little up and down. I mean, it's not insane to like Stafford over Wilson. And the point I've made, and I, this point was made a few years ago in the Kaepernick-Peyton Manning debate. I asked coaches around the NFL, who would you rather play against, Kaepernick or Peyton Manning? And the majority said they'd rather play against Manning. But the, the conundrum and the complicating part is they'd also rather play with Manning. Coaches want to know where the quarterback's going to be. They like the structure of that. And I kind of fall in line with that. I see the game that way. It's just a preference. The people that like Wilson have a great case to make. He does some unbelievable things. I think there's an inherent inconsistency with your offense, though, if your quarterback runs around as much as he does. And we saw that last week against the Rams, and we've seen it a few times this year. It's not all on him. It's hard to play with a guy if you don't know where he's going to be at all times. Okay. What's that, the – Yeah, I, go ahead. you have I on love this? this. Yeah. yeah. I, you just blew my mind, Andy. What's obviously. the number – when you sit back, Andy, and you go, that's a good point. Okay, obviously people saying you're ridiculous or you're absurd or – you don't know what you're talking about. That's not a good rebuttal. What's the best rebuttal somebody's come back to you with on Wilson versus Stafford? The best rebuttal, it actually came from my buddy Doug Ferrar at Bleacher Report, and he knows the Seahawks very well, and he studied them closely. And his point was, yes, Russell Wilson runs around, and he leaves some throws on the field because he does that, but the Seahawks have also built in some wrinkles to some of their designs that take advantage of him running around. And so it's not always as random as it looks. And that can be hard to play against, too. And I think that's a great point. And we've seen that a little bit with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. He's kind of the same way as Wilson. He's just a more talented, pure passer, so he gets away with it more. But these guys that run around, the question is, how do you play with them? And what do you do? And the Seahawks, to their credit, they understand what Wilson is. They realize at 5'11", he's not going to be able to see everything from the pocket on traditional dropbacks. So they structure their offense in a way that allows him to extend the play when he breaks down the play. And it, it, it can make your offense very simplified at times, and that's where you get the inconsistency. But, again, it can also make your offense win when the defense won. If, the, if a play is designed to last three seconds, 
and the quarterback makes the last five seconds, that's going to favor the offense almost every single time. So there's certainly an argument for saying Wilson's great. I think he's a great player. He is such a unique quarterback, though. I mean, he shifts the entire discussion, and you almost can't compare him to other guys because of his uniqueness. We're talking to Andy Benoit, MMQB. Okay, we had Bill Polian in here with Bortles, and all of this concern going, is Bortles going to get one of those deals where he's the guy that's not that impressive, but it just happens at the right time, he's going to get this big deal? And you go, well, actually, the Jags could just say, hey, we'll pay you out for one more year. So what do you really expect to have happen here with this contract, and how much do you think that will be influenced on what happens in the playoffs? That's a great question. I think we have to start with understanding that in the last three weeks, Blake Bortles has looked like a different player, and especially last week. And it's not just that the results have been good. The process has looked better. He's moving with subtlety and nuance in the pocket. He's reading the field with clarity. He's making wiser decisions on checkdowns. Now, the Jaguars understand that part of the reason for that is, is they've done a great job designing plays that define the game for him. He, he, he has very good clear reads. Their offense is extremely well-structured right now, and it's kind of the Kirk Cousins debate. where The, the Redskins have that same thinking as, hey, he's great, but we're helping make him great. Do we pay him for that? I don't know the answer to it. I would, my guess is what Polian said. I think that's the likeliest option. If, let's say Jacksonville continues on this, and they go 11-5, and five and they reach the divisional round, and they look pretty good doing it. I think then you see Bortles get the franchise tag, and they want to see if A, he can do it again next year, obviously, and B, is he mature enough to handle the success over the next upcoming year? Andy, I'm sorry, I'm stuck on I'm stuck on <laughs> Stafford and Wilson a little bit. I want to come back to it, and honestly, it's not because I disagree with you. I think uh, Matt Stafford, and I think I disagree with you, Andy. Uh, well, I have said this to you, Saruti. I've said it to you, Ryan. I think Matt Stafford has been consistently underrated. So let's stop the comparison for a moment of Stafford to Wilson. Where do you rank Stafford overall? Where is he in your rankings? Yeah, this you know early in the year, I mean, I thought I had him number two or number three just based on this season, and nobody made a big deal about that. Then, of course, they must have thought I had Wilson number one that whole time. But um, I, I think he is easily top ten and probably top five to seven. Uh, I think you know the arm is the the thing that easily gets overlooked, even though that's what we all know is his best trait. We think, oh, he's got a strong arm. Well, that's good. Well, when you've got the arm that he has, that expands your offense horizontally and vertically in, in ways that can be indefensible. And playing cover two, which is the safest coverage against Stafford, can, becomes risky. I mean, simple football things become different when you have that kind of talent. The other thing is Stafford does a lot of work at the line of scrimmage. They line up in these balanced formations. He takes the play clock down, and he's a, he's a, a sheriff out there on the field. He's not quite Tom Brady. But he's in the Tom Brady class. He's asked to do a lot of those similar things. He has really grown as a quarterback in the last two and a half years. Final thought here. We were going through all the coaches, and maybe you can get to 10 if you want to as possibilities. Uh, it usually seems to be in that 6-7 range. Maybe there's a surprise. Is there a coach now that maybe in that group that you feel like it's a problem if they come back and they're the head coach of their team next year? Um, That's always tough to say coaches have so many variables that are out of their control my sense is the marvin lewis era has run its course in cincinnati and that's it's probably time to hit the reset button on that um that's the one that stands out to me i think that organization's in a good place to do that and they've maxed out under marvin lewis okay good stuff andy always appreciate the visit thanks man appreciate it thanks guys andy benoit the mmqb okay this is perfect because there's a dude at work 
that wears cologne and it is an announcement to the campus that he is here. New, numerous guys, by the way. There's there's a few guys because it, it plays into, like, we started talking about it. You're going to want to hear this conversation. Who reeks of cologne at ESPN? It's ESPN Radio. Geico presents Left Brain versus Right Brain. After much deliberation, I've decided we should switch to Geico. Hey, sounds good to me. We could save hundreds of dollars on our car insurance. Which, now I'm just blue sky in here, we can reinvest those funds into my business idea. Oh, not this again. First, get some investors on board, right? Nobody is going to invest in dental floss made of turkey jerky. Okay, well, not with that attitude. Wow. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We started the show today asking a very simple question off of my Jason Tatum love of the Celtics, where I go, man, look how great Tatum is. He's awesome. Celtics pull out this crazy win. He's number one, just in case you want to impress your friends. You're one of those dudes. Uh, Jason Tatum's number one in sh- uh, three-point shooting right now in the NBA, almost 52% for a kid that was in high school a couple years ago. And as I point out how great he is, and we got Will Kane, the Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio, I had people going, well, that's because of Brad Stevens. And you go, hey, look, Brad Stevens is awesome. But would you also, like, like, can you give Tatum some love? And then it turned into this whole, if Brad Stevens is so awesome, would you take him over any player to start your franchise with if you weren't, you know, looking at the Celtics roster? So we're going to do that top next hour. Cool. Yeah. And just as long as we're cleaning house here, I did receive a little bit of feedback on the, Hey, here's a good reboot conversation. We did the Batman thing. You know which one I liked? True grit. Good reboot. Cohen brothers. Cohen brothers do it. You got to figure. And if Matt Damon is involved, oh, the and- dude is in there. Oh, Jeff Bridges. I the dude turns into a cowboy. By the way, Jeff Bridges when? has kind of turned into a cowboy. Like I'm talking real, like every role now for Jeff Bridges. What happened? Well, he, I mean, I'm not sure it's a new thing. Did you ever see the last picture show? Go way back. No, but I mean, Starman. <laughs> there was, you're right. In the middle period, <laughs> the middle period wasn't cowboy. There was a non cowboy. <laughs> I mean, who he is in uh, Hell or High Water when he's a sheriff. So good. He's so good in it, but, you know, he's got this drawl thing. And, I mean, it's. And he's they, got mumble drawl down. I love that it's a Texas guy kind of making fun of West Texas. What do you mean? You, the mean? character or him? No, his character in the movie, it's this thing that, like, anybody that wants to knock Texas, right? So you'd have people right. from the north or somebody like, oh, Texas, you know, they're in their own country, they're doing their own thing. I'm like, no, no, you'd love Texas if you get down there. But then if you were hanging out like the Dallas area, maybe the Austin area, and then they would start making fun of West Texas, then you go, this is a whole nother level. See what I'm saying? A you have to explain yeah, this The to wife's you? a West Texas native, and so maybe I'm getting a little defensive. <laughs> so you're trying to tell me that people in the, the greater metropolitan areas of Texas don't kind of look at West Texas being no, differently? No, what I would correct you on yeah. is this. They don't look at West Texas differently because West Texas is like, to some extent, undistilled Texas. It's like, that's where cowboy culture really resides in Texas, but there's an insecurity in West Texas that looks back at those city slickers going, they never pay attention to us. Texas Monthly is only for Austin, Houston, and Dallas. <laughs> True. I mean, it's kind of like Mass. Mass has a lot of that. People make fun of the 413 all the time. Some people just think Massachusetts ends in the greater outside of Boston area. Like once you get to that first toll on the pike, although I guess they're not there anymore. All right, coming up. Uh, we'll do all of that. Let's get a little production here. It's one of our favorite things to do. We haven't done it in a while. We used to put spreads on it, but they're going to be all pickums today. Okay. Who is worse of these two guys? And a little story about Cologne. Ready? Here's a guy that helps you with your form at the gym. 
Here's a guy that can't believe you didn't get in early on Bitcoin. Here's a guy who's from New Jersey but roots for Italy in the Olympics. This guy's funny. It's time for Here's a Guy on the Rosillo Show. I love this bit. I love this bit. Okay. First one, Cologne Guy uh-huh. versus Name Dropper. Pick him. Who's worse? I can't yeah. remember. It's a pick em? It's a pick em. We made him a pick em. We're all pick em's today. And Double. I can't remember. I love the bit, but I can't remember. Who am I supposed to pick? Who's worse? Yeah. Man, this isn't even close, and I can't believe you made it a pick em. Name Dropper Guy is among the worst. He should be, he should be, uh, what is it, getting points? I can't even remember. He should win every worst guy. There's not you, many worse. Have you ever been a name dropper? No, you feel like I you feel are? pretty good that I'm not a name dropper. Only if it's pertinent, absolutely pertinent to the conversation, can you say, I talked to so-and-so. I've never thought I was one, but I've had a few friends call me out on it. But then I go, well, if I'm friends with some of these people that I'm name dropping and telling you a story from something happened, like, isn't that just an interesting story? So I just backed myself into that bear trap. So I said name dropper guy's the worst, and you said some of your boys have called you name dropper guy, so I just called you the worst. I don't believe that I am. I just think that my friends, I think that's the rule. If you were home and they go, well, tell me about the first take thing, and you started talking about, like, Michael Irvin stopped by or whatever, and then, you know, Aaron Rodgers called in, you would be, I would think you'd be legitimately just telling a story about something from work and that it wouldn't be that bad. Let's get to Cologne Guy here, because I agree. I think Name Dropper Guy is worse, even though I've been... Will you think I'm a Name Dropper, Srudy? Go ahead. Uh, wow. Occasionally. Yeah. I don't think it's egregious, but there are times when I'm like, that yeah, probably wasn't necessary. Okay, I want to amend mine. He's not the worst. It's, it's No, that's okay. <laughs> Stay with it. But your hesitation, that surprises me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to work on it. Okay? Cologne Guy is a different tier, because then I thought, wait a minute, so you don't like cologne? I wear cologne. Sometimes I even wear perfume. Just depends on how the pheromones play out. Get out. Yeah, there's perfume. Some, there's some. I wouldn't call it bi curious scents out there. I would just call them sort of unisex. You're you're throwing down some unisex scents. Yeah, not I afraid. told you earlier, you're not a cologne guy. You're not. I'm not. You may wear cologne. Yes, but that doesn't make you a cologne guy. Cologne there, guy is the guy that here. walks yeah, in, yeah, and you smell him before he comes, and you definitely smell him after he's gone. Yeah, and I I feel so happy about that one now, Saruti. Uh, tweet. From famous friend Taylor Twelman, yes, says Ryan is totally a name dropper. Oh, Twelman! How many how many thirteen year old emojis did he use on that one? <laughs> Actually, did he use three? Yeah, he used three. <laughs> All right, cool. You win. Uh, the cologne thing is funny because there's some ex athletes that you go, my God, man! Like you're in the hallway, and it's I, I'm in Stephen A's neck of the woods. Our our offices are next to each other. There's every now and then there'll be a Stephen A. waft. You know he's in Bristol? Yeah, you'll be like, oh, Stephen A.'s on location today. (laughs) Okay, next one here. Your friend that hits on everyone. And he may be married and he doesn't necessarily even want to cheat, but he just thinks if it's bottle service or you guys are at the bar watching a game, female bartender, he feels like she is there only for him or your boy that's down for every cause, like every single cause. Worst, worst. Tweeting out, why isn't there more love for young M.A.? Like that guy. That guy. Down for every cause? Yes. How come Girls wasn't nominated for an Emmy? Outrageous. <laughs> Sad. He's actually worse than Name Dropper Guy. <laughs> you know what's worse than Name Dropper Guy? We used to call the guy Topper Name Dropper. See, I think what you're the doing now, your story you're too. trying to I'm understand trying to get out how of- <laughs> bad Name Dropper. I wasn't aware of it. I thought that they were just good stories, and now I, I feel bad. i gotta fix. I got to fix my stuff. <laughs> I don't even have a tease. I'm so shook.